0: Hi, welcome to the Drama-Free Living Podcast. It's Dennis and Lisa McEntee. And today we're going to talk about winning, losing, or learning. Okay. Uh, It's going to be fun. Uh, So Lisa, I was playing golf a couple weeks ago with a friend of mine. Yes. And I was so excited to actually play this golf course. It's a golf course that I don't get to play a whole lot of. And Mm -hmm. really, I don't get to play a whole lot of golf. And I'm supposed to be playing more golf this year, by the way. Okay. we'll, We'll work on that later. But during the round, I mean, Lisa, he crushed me. Right, he plays at least once a week. I play about once a month. Right. And, and he really crushed me, and I thought, oh my gosh, I am just losing. But then it hit me, Lisa. You know, we each paid seventy five dollars for this round of golf. Okay. But what's interesting is, as I thought about the, he had very few shots he took the whole day, and I kind of broke it down, and I realized, wow, it cost him about a dollar twenty five cents a shot.
1: Right. to play. Right.
0: But for me, because I took so many shots and I still paid the same amount of money, it only cost me 80 cents a shot. Well, it sounds like you might've gotten a better deal. I think I got a better deal. I think I actually won. Right. It's it, so funny. It, and it's almost like, how, how do you look at life?
1: Well, because the idea in life is not to get the fewest strokes.
0: Oh, fascinating. Right. What do you mean by that?
1: Well, if you get the fewest strokes, it means you're not trying different things. You're not exploring. You're, you're not stretching. You're doing very few things. And unless you were born knowing this is what I want to do with my life and, and this is how I want to do it, what, how, do you gonna, how are you going to improve or grow?
0: or yeah. And it's almost like looking at your life or every day as mm-hmm. just one big experiment huh, today's a great big experiment, right? We're doing this podcast today. It's like an experiment. Some things will work, some things might not work, but here's one great thing, we're gonna learn from it.
1: Right, because sometimes people make decisions that avoid regret rather than creating a learning experience.
0: Yeah, and it's almost like when you live with regret, it's, I think you don't know what to do. You don't know the purpose of the past, Right. So really the purpose of the past is to instruct you and inform you. Mm-hmm. That's the purpose. But a lot of people, they can't process the pain, so they live with regret. And the problem with regret is it holds you in the past and you don't create a bigger future. And sometimes we have discovered that people don't have a bigger future. They just have the past that they just – do over and over again. Mm-hmm. So, really understanding there's kind of three time frames. Okay. Right. So, there's the past, and the purpose of the past is to inform you or instruct you. Right. And then you have a future, and the purpose of the future is to inspire you. Mm-hmm. And the purpose of the present is where you create value. Mm. And when you don't understand the purpose of each season in each time frame, you can't extract the value. You don't know how to use it correctly.
1: That's really good.
0: It, well, you know, Lisa, we we won't say their names, but we have this fr- we have this couple that we're good friends with, mm-hmm. and they have it in a fantastic mm-hmm. life story. They have all of these skills that they've developed through the years, but and a really interesting life experience. Um, it's fascinating to me, and just some of their gifts. And they're I'm
1: very talented.
0: Amazed, but they have such regret. Mm-hmm about the past and some of the mistakes that they've made. And the challenge is it's holding them back. It's kind of holding them. They still are in the past.
1: They're still trying to process through it.
0: Yeah. And And the
1: faster they can process through it and learn from the past, then they can – live in the present
0: yeah it's absolutely true and it's why today uh, we want to give you another gift today it's called the learning matrix and we'll put it in the show notes and it is a thinking exercise where you can take the past Mm -hmm. and create a bigger future and basically goes through three different questions it's first of all what worked you take an experience and you ask yourself hey what did work about this experience and then you ask yourself what didn't work about this experience because what's fascinating lisa is if it worked once you can make it work again and again,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then what didn't work, and then the magic question is: is knowing what you know now, what, what do you do? do what do you do differently? Right. Yeah. And and in that way, it becomes this learning experience. Now, what we have discovered, and we didn't create it with this in mind, it's also a great way to process the past,
1: yes, and,
0: and a great way to process pain. Mm-hmm. So, very personally, uh, you know, my stepdad mm-hmm. passed away mm-hmm. in, just last year, and. I remember right before his funeral, I was going to get up to speak and I just took out the learning matrix and I said, okay, my relationship with my dad, right? What worked, mm-hmm. what didn't work? And then I said, okay, what do I do now? And it hit me, Lisa, he was a great grandpa, yes. right? He loved to be a grandpa. And I thought, man, I'm going to be that kind of guy. I'm going to be the grandpa that my dad was to my kids, to, to my grandkids. Mm-hmm. And it was almost like the, the pain, it was processed very quickly,
1: because you and some of discovered that regret. what to do with it
0: right. and, make, and what
1: direction you wanted, what you wanted that energy of the pain to fuel you, fuel you, fuel you going forward.
0: It, it, and think about this valuable, mm-hmm. who can tell you what's valuable to you? Only you. Yeah. And so if I'm the only one who can tell myself what's valuable to me, who's the only one responsible for creating my value? It's me. me. Mm-hmm. And so this is a way that you make every experience, every interaction, every project, you make it valuable by being able to extract the value. Yeah. And almost this idea that nothing is wasted on negative experiences.
1: Hmm. You
0: can learn from everything.
1: Right. That, that, makes, that, that reminds me of the conscious, competent learning matrix.
0: Oh, yeah. Share this. Okay.
1: So it's, it's, it's the idea of a man was walking down the street... And he fell in a hole. And then a man was walking down the street and he saw the hole and he fell in the hole. A man was walking down the street. He saw the hole and he stepped around the hole. Man was walking down a different street. Ah, and so basically, Amazing. it's the first one is. I, I
0: had a joke, but I lost it. I was. Uh, were, I, was I saw it. It was oh my, right there. I was, was getting right ready there. to say a joke, and then I lost it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. You finished. Can,
1: when you think of it, you can tell me. Okay. So we don't. The first is, is we don't know, we don't know. A man walks down the, down the street and falls in a hole, completely unaware, right? Yeah. We're unaware. Then we know that we don't know. So man's walking down the street and he sees the hole and he falls in the hole. Yeah. Right. We're conscious of it and we're learning. That's it's not always easy, but we're in the process of learning. It's that's the time when we kind of stretch. And this is this is where our confidence crises happen.
0: Oh, talk about that.
1: So our confidence crises are when we're when we know that we don't know, but we're learning and we're mm. wanting to grow in that area. And because of that, our confidence, we can, we are not confident in our circumstances or necessarily yeah. in ourselves because right. we're gaining that knowledge and that experience to gain mm. that
0: confidence. So what do we do in times like this? Hmm. I mean, that's a great question. That is a really good question. I, I think this is the time to phone a friend. Yeah. I'm just thinking out loud about some of these things because the, because many times when you go through this experience, it's requiring something different of you.
1: Right. It's that's re- That's it's, when you can it, it's listen, requiring to you to change.
0: listen to the Drama Free Living podcast. Yes. Right. No, but, it, but it's requiring change of you. Right. And so I know that change is not meant to be done alone.
1: Right. And so that's a good time to, to join a coaching program, that's a good time to take a class that's a good time to have some people around you to support you.
0: It, and it's almost this idea, Lisa, we've gotten better and better at sharing our uncertainties. Mm-hmm. And when we share our uncertainties or maybe things that we're anxious about and we share them with other people, right. it allows you to be free from them, but it also allows them to support you. Mm-hmm. For example, we're looking at some very big investments that we're getting ready to make. And you know, I just kind of dra- drug my foot. Right. I was kind of dragging my feet and, and I think I frustrated you. I, I frustrated a lot of the team. They're like, "Dennis, let's go. We got to make the, we got to do this." And I was just so unsure and so uncertain and I just wrote out my uncertainties. I'll never forget this. We had a team meetings, I just wrote out my uncertainties and I said, "Guys, this is what I'm uncertain about." Right. And I and I said, "Can and I said, "Can you help me with these uncertainties?" And it brought so much clarity to our team. Absolutely. Because
1: you were in the space of you knew that you didn't know. But then after the we know we don't know it goes to we know that we know right yeah it goes to our we are functionally proficient um, even if it's a little bit uncomfortable we are functionally proficient you know so the man is walking down the street and he sees the hole and he walks around it because you're functionally proficient and. That's what we're doing right now in some of these investments that we're... these exactly. um, endeavors that we're getting ready to pursue is we are slowly becoming functionally um, proficient even though it's uncomfortable. And then after that is we don't know that we know. It is instinctive and it's effortless, but it's a process to go through.
0: When it's like this process of building confidence. Mm -hmm. And there's things that I was very or very scared about, not very confident in say 10 years ago that today I'm very confident. And I'm thinking about the different team members that we have as they've grown and they've developed, uh, they're different people. I was thinking about one particular person than she was five years ago and how she's, what she's doing today is at such a higher level but she's built her confidence to do that. And it's almost this idea of every experience, if you know how to do it right, if you know how to extract the value, becomes a stepping stone in building your confidence to sort of take that next big leap.
1: Yeah. And there's so many emotions that are involved in going through these experiences.
0: Well, in, in really many times, the roadblocks are all emotional. They're not logical. Yeah. Lisa, logically, I sh- we should be making these investments. Mm-hmm. But what's the problem? Um, I have an emotional uncertainty that I have to navigate through right. to really make that step. Yes. And so many times, you know, what's going on on the inside of you, and, and I think, Lisa, if you can look at, look at it this way, that our best learning is done by an experience. Mm-hmm. So I was doing a workshop in Phoenix just a couple of weeks ago, and I asked the participants, do you learn better from books or better from an experience? Everybody learns better from an experience. And I was thinking... What's the difference? And the difference is, is with a book, you have no emotion attached to it. You read it, it's, but with an experience- Unless
1: it's a really great
0: <laughs> okay. fiction book. Right, and making just, you cry, yeah, right? You yeah, movie that makes you cry, like A Man Called Otto, but we'll, we, we'll, we won't get into that. Um, but this experience that you have, it creates this emotion. For example, you can read, don't put your hand on a hot stove, don't put your hand on a hot stove, but man, there's nothing like- putting your hand on a hot stove. You never forget that. You never forget it. And you never do it again. Mm -hmm. It's amazing how that works. And so many times when you experience pain, and and here's part of the big principle, is that if you go through pain, you better get the payoff.
1: Right. Make it worth your time. Make it worth
0: the the pain. And how many people go through painful experiences, but never get the payoff? Mm -hmm. They never get the learning. I I don't want to keep bringing this up, but the great shutdown that we went through, the Mm -hmm. whole world went through two or three years ago, whenever that was, I thought, wow, a lot of people, everybody went through the pain, yeah, but not everybody got a payoff. Not everybody got learning. I'm thinking of some relationships of people that, and they're the same way they were before the great shutdown. Mm -hmm. And they went through that pain and they never changed. They never developed. And so I want to, kind of extract the value, right? Right. There's a cost to that experience. So let's extract the value. So I think the best learning is really in your own experiences Mm -hmm. and almost this idea that each, each, um, experience really becomes an investment, right? If it's an investment, then I want to extract the value.
1: Yeah.
0: I I want to get something from it. Mm -hmm. So you're learning, you're always learning from experiences, kind of the secret growth formula.
1: Yeah.
0: And then, as you go through these things, really be aware of your emotions. Mm-hmm. You can pull out a feelings wheel. Oh, perfect! Yep, we have that on on the website too.
1: Yeah, and because there's so much power in naming your emotions, um, solid, that's why psychologists say, "Name it to tame it."
0: Oh, what do you mean by that?
1: Well, when you name your emotions, when you recognize what they are, you have a little. You can deal with them a little bit better. You understand what's going on and can begin to process through. Because you might think you're sad, but you're actually angry. Yeah. And that's two different approaches in how you, what you do with it.
0: Well, and it's almost like when you name it, you get control over it. Mm-hmm. So uh, back in, in the book of Genesis, at the, at the start of everything, mm-hmm. uh, God gave Adam the power to name the animals. Mm-hmm. Do you want know to give him the power? I thought about this. Why did he give him the power to name the animals? So that he could have dominion over the animals. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like whatever you put a name to, you immediately create power over. And many people, they just, they live with their emotions and never take control of them. Mm-hmm. And they're really meant to serve you. You're not supposed to serve them. They really meant to sort of create this spice in your life. So I've gotten really good at just being aware as I'm going through experiences, how do I feel about that? Right. Because there's wisdom kind of in that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: And it really helps you process through. Mm-hmm. So and- go ahead.
1: No, and then when you don't recognize how you feel and you, yeah. you don't name your emotion, you can, don't process through, um, that's, that's how you can produce regret.
0: Absolutely. And then that regret kind of holds you back. And it's why we've created the learning matrix. So if you're listening today and you'd like a free copy of that thinking tool, we're gonna put it in the show notes. And we want that we want you to have that to process through every experience and really use the experience as a stepping stone. Yeah. Right? Because if you if you feel like it's a losing experience and you turn it to a learning experience, it just became a winning experience.
1: Hmm.
0: Win, lose, or learn.
1: When loser, learn. Win,
0: loser, learn. Pretty right, good. And, and almost like you know, continue to trust yourself. Right, right. you're the best expert on you. Mm-hmm. You're the best expert on on who you are, and I think the value that you put on today, as you walk through it, really determines the return you get on tomorrow.
1: Right. Absolutely.
0: And, and many people don't even value their today.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, they, they don't. And, and they don't value their own experiences. And I think sometimes it's. Gosh, and and we're authors, right? And we write books, and I'm almost hate to say this, but it's really true is that when I read a book, many times I'm putting more value in somebody else's experience than my own.
1: Right. Absolutely. And that's and that's why people um live with regret. Yeah. They live with regret. And because sometimes we we worry. Um, that we should have made other choices, right? Yeah. So that's what regret is, is we're worrying that we should have made other choices. And then we compare our present reality with an ideal, an ideal path that we think we should have taken. There you are or shitting
0: on yourself again. That,
1: right. The ideal path that we wish would have happened. Yeah. But that ideal, that ideal, it's, it's just an idea, of what could have been.
0: And it's not even real.
1: That's right. It's it's fantasy. It's not even real.
0: And then we compare ourselves to this fantasy world.
1: Right. And our present reality will never be as good as the ideal, as that fantasy. And then that that choice that we yeah. made previously, which is now unchangeable, um, we see it in a negative perspective and it will always be worse. What happened, that choice that we made will always be worse because of the ideal that we have turned into a fantasy that is always more perfect than reality.
0: And and I think then, then you don't create value in the present. If you don't know what to do with the past, you bring that regret into the present. But if you know what to do with the past and here's, what's interesting, Lisa, just I know we say, you know, the, the ideal is fantasy, but a little bit the past is also fantasy. And this is what I mean. Hmm. We've all gone through experiences. Like, for example, we've had experiences where I said, well, I saw it this way. And you said, well, I saw it that way. Who's right?
1: Me. Always me. <laughs>
0: Always you, right? But it becomes up to interpretation. Now, here's what's interesting about that is that you can use your past to serve you if you know what to do with it. Yes. If you don't know what to mm-hmm. do with it, if you don't know how to put the right meaning to it. right? I remember this one time, and we won't give a lot of the details because it's very personal, but you went through this experience and you came back home and you were frustrated. And I said, well, Lisa, what's great about that was this person showed us what not to do. Right, And you're like, I saw you, you just changed because mm-hmm. you put a different meaning on your past experiences. Mm-hmm. And that's a great example of, well, you saw it one way and then you saw it a different way and you were able to extract the value. Yes. Which is what I love about the learning matrix that mm-hmm. we created a lot of our, it's kind of the foundational tool. I, I use it after every workshop.
1: We use it in our team meetings. We use it in our team meetings. We We, use it in in our roundtables.
0: Right. We evaluate the quarter from it. I
1: I think you use it. It just goes through your brain as in going through life. You often will sit down and write it out, but you've done it so often that your brain just goes there mentally.
0: Well, and what it does is it helps me see the value of the experience, even if it's a very painful experience, mm-hmm. even if the outcome is something, gosh, I didn't like that, that wasn't a successful outcome, that wasn't the outcome I was trying to get, I still can get value from it because I'm going to have experiences. Right. And here's an idea, Lisa. We are experienced producers. Mm-hmm. Every day we we produce experiences. We go through experiences and we also produce experiences. Mm-hmm. And I think if you don't know how to process through the past when you show up in the present, you don't produce the right kind of experience.
1: Right, because our opportunity our, our experiences are opportunities to learn from. And there's a lot of times that we fail to learn and history shows us that we repeat those mistakes. When we don't learn from history, we will we're just doomed to repeat it. And there's a couple mindsets. There's your fixed mm-hmm. mindset Right. And that's your fixed mindset is it's based on your basic abilities, um, your intelligence and your talents. Those are fixed traits. It's a fixed mindset. Mm. And it's the idea of you either got it or you don't.
0: And And then you can't learn. It it almost creates this learned helplessness.
1: It's it's my lot in life. Oh my gosh. I know that's a that's kind of a trigger phrase for you. Well,
0: it's, just, it's so sad. I, I think about people that they have that mindset that, well, it's always going to be – they're kind of eorish. Yeah. And and maybe I was probably eorish at one time. And maybe that's why it kind of triggers me a little that, bit. That's a pretty good point. Mm, yeah. Let, let's not go there.
1: But, but then there's the growth. Don't
0: think I am the man that – don't think I am the man that I was. Did I say that right? Okay, go ahead.
1: I have no idea. I don't know. Then there's the growth mindset. <laughs> and the growth mindset is, is we improve our we improve our abilities through yeah. effort and time, right? <laughs> yep. And that is through getting feedback, that's asking specific questions and being open to the interactions that are causing you growth. And spotlighting those areas that maybe you need
0: to grow in or you could grow in. Yeah, and then that becomes good news, right? That mm-hmm. feedback, that feed that nourishes you. And I, one question that we've gotten really good at asking, especially as we've gone through maybe experiences that we didn't want to or were painful, mm-hmm. is this idea of what does this make possible?
1: Right.
0: A great example is as we went through the great shutdown and you know, within a week we had probably 100 events just canceled or postponed. Mm-hmm. And we sat back and we said, "Okay, what does this make possible?" And we're able to be very productive through the Great Shutdown with that one question, yeah. instead of complaining or blaming other people. And you know what, Lisa? It it really causes you to take responsibility for your experiences. Almost like it takes it takes you, it causes you to have responsibility for your past. You have to own your past. Yes. My past is my past. It's nobody else's fault. Yeah, things happened that I didn't like or events happened, And
1: possibly other people were involved in it that may have helped cause it.
0: But it's mine. I have to own it. And if it's mine, if, if it's mine, I own it, then I can control it. Mm-hmm. If it's mine, then I can create the right, I can create a different meaning.
1: Yeah.
0: It can mean whatever I want it to mean.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And that's it's fascinating when you look at it that way, is that the past, even if it's painful, really helps serve you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think that question many times, what does this make possible? Because every every time something negative happens it or a door closes, there's another door that opens. You but just you have to look for it. you got to look for it. You've got to be able to see it.
1: And you have to put yourself in that creative space on what does this make possible. So you're in a creative space to look for the the next door or and that's the why, next
0: that's That's what I love about the learning matrix. When mm-hmm. I go through it, it puts me in that creative space. And I, I think for all of us to earn more, we have to learn more.
1: Mm-hmm. And the, the learning matrix is, is an excellent tool because it gives us – it provides us an opportunity for feedback. Yeah. And feedback – to me has always been a kind of a dirty word. It's got a negative connotation to me. Feedback is a lot of times it's not positive. It's possibly, I don't know, self-effacing. It's something that I'm thinking, oh, shoot, he's got feedback for me. (laughs) But what's interesting is If you've got a fixed mindset or a Mm -hmm. growth mindset, right? Yeah. So in order to grow, you need to be fed and feedback, the term feedback, that feedback feeds you in your growth mindset. And that's, that feeds you to be able to expand, to break out of the, basics of your basic abilities, your basic intelligences, and your basic talents to be able to grow into new abilities and improving our abilities. And so when we think of feedback as feeding us for our growth mindset, it puts a positive spin on a concept that a lot of times uh, makes people groan.
0: Yeah. And and it really kind of helps you own it and then create the value from it. Now, Mm -hmm. the the last thing I was thinking about, Lisa, is I think part of the key is really learning to trust yourself, Mm -hmm. that your emotions are your emotions as you go through it. And it's okay, right? It's your experience. It's your emotions. And many times it keeps us out of the shit. Well, I should like that. Or, you know, I shouldn't. I like it. It is what it is, right? Mm -hmm. I went through that experience. This is my emotional response to it. And trust yourself. Right. And really own it yourself.
1: Yeah, reflection is part of the learning process. Yeah. It opens up insights. It opens up ideas. It opens up possibilities to use in the future. Yeah,
0: well, and it's almost like, you know, what I produce determines what I learn. So if I produce experiences, Mm -hmm. what I produce determines what I learn, then I really take charge of my learning. Mm -hmm. So, Lisa, for you, this has been a fun conversation on the learning matrix and how to sort of use your past, you know, to, to get a payoff. But what kind of hits you as we've been talking today?
1: I think for me, what, what I find fascinating is the concept of feedback being mm-hmm. just kind of a dirty word to me. And I'm not sure if that's because growing up it was – Utilized as a negative thing. Here, let me give you some feedback. Or maybe it's you know early on in our marriage, you might say, "Well, Lisa, let me give you some feedback on that." Right. Which essentially that meant.
0: Let me criticize you.
1: Let me let me critique what you were doing and tell you all the things you could do better. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes that just doesn't feel super great. But when you think of having a growth mindset over a fixed mindset Mm -hmm. and needing to be able to grow and needing to be able to feed that growth and that feedback is actually a positive thing that fuels our growth mindset.
0: Yeah, I think for me, thinking through I'm gonna add this to my journaling is what did I learn yesterday? Hmm. So part of what I do every day is I is I journal, but I think a great question to almost reflect back to is that yesterday was an experience. Yeah. And what did I learn from that experience so that I can take the value of yesterday and bring it today mm-hmm. and continue to grow? I think this is really the growth process. So, listen, what we want you to do is we'd love for you to download the Learning Matrix. It's our free gift to you. And we just want you to use it to bless you. And you can have it. We'll have it in the show notes. And it'll be a way to, for you to get it. And um, Lisa, it's been fun. Thanks for joining me again. And we'll see you next time on the Drama Free Living Podcast.